Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. There is dismal news, and that has to do with the backlog of repairs necessary for the Toronto District School Board across the province. I mean, this has become an issue of festering wound, as I said. Uh, Earlier, $16 billion uh, was the estimated backlog necessary in 2017. Here in Toronto with the TDSB, uh, according to their annual snapshot just released, the backlog in repairs currently stands at $3.5 billion. $3.5 $3.5 billion and growing, they say. So what's the deal? Let's find out. TDSB Chair Robin Pilkey is on the line on The Oakley Show. Robin, good to have you back on board. Good afternoon. Hi, John. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. $3.5 billion and growing. I mean, it sounds to me like this almost might be an irreconcilable file. You know, John, most of our schools are old. Uh, more than half of them are 60 years old, and we have a handful that are almost 100 years old. Uh, because of the way funding has worked over the last 20 years in this in this file, um, we have not been able to do the things I think that people would do in their home. And I think the best way to think about it is that uh, if you uh, look at your roof and you think, oh, my roof is 15 years old, I found a few tiles in the backyard, maybe next year I need to get my roof done, even though it's not leaking yet, and you have your roof fixed. Uh, In our case, we would say, is it leaking? No, it's not leaking. Okay, we're not doing anything yet because we don't have money to fix that. We only fix things when it becomes an emergency or a safety concern. And because of that, um, many pieces in our buildings, while they still work, like boilers and electrical and plumbing, you should have replaced them by now. Uh, They're old and The systems may not work as efficiently as they did at one time. We may not be able to get parts in the same way. We do a lot of jerry-rigging. When we do have to repair something, it's incredibly expensive uh, because we're doing it on an emergency basis as opposed to in a planned kind of replacement. And our goal would be to do it in a planned way. I think that there are many better ways to do this if we had funding, uh, but unfortunately, that's not how it works out. All right, well, then tell us, because I'm not entirely clear, who or what is responsible for allowing it to lapse into such a state of disrepair? Well, uh, we get funding. All of the funding the school board gets primarily comes from the provincial government. Uh, For many years, up until about, I would say, probably 2015, the amounts that we received were were minimal. We have over 600 buildings in our portfolio. Uh, We have 582 schools as well as administrative-type buildings. And uh, the money was just not there to make those repairs uh, and do that kind of thing. The, I have to say that in the last, since 2015, the government ha- and both governments, the previous Liberal government and our current government, have been providing in the area between two, uh, to us about 200, between 275 and $300 million a year. Uh, but when you spread that over 600 buildings, it's not actually that much money. And, and to... Um, Keep the buildings in a state of good repair would require a large infusion of cash, and that would bring the backlog down. Right. So it has to be a political decision made at it's some totally level. It's totally a political decision. Right. Absolutely. And I see from your press release that the TDSB has also been advocating for the Ontario government to allow the board to collect education development charges. 
Um, Absolutely. So explain that. So education development charges are charges that primarily condo people, new condos, uh, would pay per unit uh, to the school board. So, for example, if you uh, there are other development charges that condo new condos pay, for example, to fix roads, uh, you know, to, to pay for the in- infrastructure that goes in around a new condo. Uh, in, in the case of schools, though, uh, the TDSB doesn't get any of that money because uh, the way that the formula the government has maintained for many years um, the board has to be full across, uh, the utilization has to be almost at 100% across the entire board. And our, our board, the utilization is not across the entire city that way. There are areas where we are very oversubscribed, uh, often where new condos are going in, but um, across the board, we are not oversubscribed. Yet, we do think that um, development should pay for uh, new schools and things like that in areas where they're needed. And, and education development charges would help that. I see. So they're not paying anything? I thought they already Zero. Were... Zero. Okay. To the TDSB. They do pay money to the our, our uh, coterminous board, the Catholic board, uh, because in I believe one, one either the secondary or elementary panel, they're considered to be at 100%, but they do pay nothing to the public board. So what are you uh, submitting that they should pay? What would be reasonable and how much would that raise? Well, right now, um, I believe it, what we estimate based on the number of uh, condos in development right now across the city, we would we could make it would be about four hundred million dollars. That's our estimate, and and usually it's about thirteen. I'm not I don't have the exact numbers because of course we don't actually receive them, but I believe that the other board gets about thirteen hundred dollars a unit. I see four hundred million over how long? Uh, well, that's just based on development. Uh, that's based on current development uh, projects in the pipe. Right. Okay. Uh, so it wouldn't necessarily be a fixed figure like an annuity, but uh, you're saying that's a ballpark. It would certainly help. Right. Well, obviously, $400 million, not an insignificant amount uh, based on the needs, and this is really scary because, as you say, $3.5 billion and growing. Uh, how are we going to get out of this hole, if at all possible, which why I asked. I mean, it sounds irre- irreconcilable to me. So... Uh, you're saying the funding formula has to be changed itself? Well, I'm saying that um, EDCs would be good. And the government, I think, needs to be committed to renewing school structures. This is not just a TDSD problem. This is a problem across every school board across this province. And I think that the government needs to recognize that this is a valuable infrastructure and it needs to be renewed um, over time. I mean, when you think about it, the fact that we're running buildings that are over 60 years old, uh, we we are also spending taxpayer money that that you know we shouldn't be spending if the buildings were better maintained or if we were able to buy more for example more energy efficient windows mm-hmm. and those kind of things uh, you know all of that saves money in the long term but you need to make an investment first. Is there any prospect that certain properties uh, may have been rendered obsolete? I mean, uh, you know, where schools uh, enrollment has dropped so much, or you know, you uh, would change the population and uh, perhaps redirect it a couple of blocks? So, so we do look at our enrollment projections and our utilization of all our buildings every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot of work on this. We know there are some consolidations that we would probably want to contemplate uh, currently, uh, which would help our backlog because one of the factors that you look at when you're uh, asking, looking at enrollment pressure is the quality of, you know, the status of the building and, and which is the better building and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, we do look at this all the time. Currently, um, this government and, and the prior government have a moratorium on school closures, so we are not actually able to close any schools. I see. All right. I was 
going to suggest maybe divesting yourselves of some properties at market value. Uh, that might raise who knows how many millions. But And we do do that, actually, John. We have done that numerous times on uh, in the last four or five years on closed buildings that we had where we were renting to a third party or something like that. And we have actually uh, sold properties. Uh, we have exchanged properties with the city. Uh, we have sold properties to the city. We have sold properties to our coterminous board. We do do that. We look at that all the time. Uh, but existing operating schools currently, we are not allowed to close them. All right. So you're trying to be creative and resourceful at the same time. Do you Absolutely. have the minister's ear on this? I mean, what has the minister uh, and the Ford government said in response? Uh, the minister, when I spoke to him uh, probably about a month ago about this, did say that they are looking at lifting the moratorium, but they have to figure out the parameters at which they're going to do it. Uh, and, you know, that is a decision of the provincial government. And we will have to we will act within whatever their decision is. But it is a bit of um, it is puts us in an awkward place because we know that parts of the system could be run more efficiently, but it, currently we can't do anything about it. Right. So it's a dire situation, obviously, uh, with the figures cited. Robin, I appreciate you coming on and again uh, giving us a little background to the annual snapshot that's just been released: the condition of Toronto public schools and the repairs backlog currently at three point five billion and growing. Ouch. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Robin Pilkey, again, is the chair of the Toronto District School Board. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.